0: What's up y'all, it's your girl, Dr. Nina. And I promise y'all, December is just shooting right on past us and the new year is headed in. And I really want to focus on ways that we can improve ourselves, things that maybe all of us have experienced. And that's why I chose this topic of single with a side of bitter. Try this. I want us to find ways to not only identify some behaviors or issues that we might have, but also how we can solve those problems. So today on Now That's Life, we're gonna explore ways to avoid being single and bitter. Often, it seems after being single for a while, which is not super abnormal by the way, and going down the social media road and comparing our lives to other people, sometimes bitterness and sadness It it happens. So while it seems okay to acknowledge that space, We don't wanna stay there for very long. And let's talk about how we can avoid that space and what that is. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So I'm not going to small talk, tiptoe, or loose wrap with y'all. I'm going to go ahead and get right into this. And I kind of want this to be a discussion. Like, please speak back to me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, especially after this episode. Make sure that you tag me in any posts that you make, but I think... Am again, thankful to you guys over on Instagram and YouTube. I put up a poll on YouTube and over 4,000 of you guys responded. And I wanted to know more about your thoughts on the following. Why do you think some people get bitter when they are single? Over on Instagram and even that poll on YouTube, I got so many different responses and wow, guys, just lots of them. So let me go through just a few of the highlights. I can't get to every comment because boy, did y'all pour out, but let me get to some highlights. I'm going to read about five responses from each platform. So from Instagram, one of the top responses I got is because the people that are bitter believe that someone else will make them happy and they just haven't come yet. And then another person said, lack of sex. I saw that one pop up quite a bit. Another one said, jealousy. They're just jealous of the image of a healthy relationship as theirs may have failed. I also saw this one quite a bit. Because they gave up on love and they think all is lost and there's no coming back from it. And then someone else said, they were hurt pretty badly by a previous partner. I thought all of those were pretty thoughtful. And when I think back to a lot of the hurt and pain that many of us experience in relationships, be it in dating relationships, be it in marriages or any relationship that may have failed or stung, I think that a lot of those reasons cover those. So let's go into the YouTube responses, which that poll was huge. Over on YouTube, I had a breakdown in the comments that I thought were highest. And I'm going to read those in order of the highest to the lowest that was voted for those comments. So the top one was with 36%, you guys said they are tired of focusing on why they are single. 22% said they are tired of people asking why you single. (laughs) 19% said they are jealous of people in relationships. 12% said they really don't want to be bothered. And 11% said, I have other reasons, so I'm going to share them below. And of those reasons, I'm going to read these top five that you all voted for because there were hundreds of comments. The first one was by Tara Amade. And she said, some think they're single because something is wrong with them, but they may also realize that they have a lot to offer and therefore they're confused and frustrated as to why no one sees that because they're still single. Man, that one's a hard hit up. The next one was by EB. Kind of makes me think of the line from Queen and Slim when they said, or when she said, I want to be seen and loved even at my ugliest. It's tiring to always try to fix oneself to be perfect enough for a relationship when deep down inside, you want to be loved just as you are without having to strive for perfection. Then Natasha Marshall chimes in and she said, from experience, I think they're tired of focusing on why they're single. For a long time, I was single and didn't really want to hang around couples because it was a constant reminder of my loneliness and undesirableness. I don't think it's always jealousy. For me, it made me internalize and overthink everything that was wrong with me and why I didn't have a significant other. It's a self-esteem killer to be the only single friend and still not be the one getting hit on. Wow, that a lot of you all could relate to that one and I think we all have. The next one was they don't think love will ever find them too much hurt from their past. That one has several layers. And then the next one was by, I think it's Assistu Diagni. People don't understand that there's nothing wrong with being single, that you're not scared to be alone and take time to heal. People think that something's wrong with you because you don't have a partner. Now, all of these were so thoughtful. I thought that these were amazing responses and I wish I could sit here all night long and relay all of them to you all. You guys really chimed in and I feel like all of these things were reasons that we can all relate to allowing or perhaps rely- allowing some bitterness to set in, especially around this time of year, when it's a reflection time of year. You know, when it's time for us to go into these holidays, we're going to be hanging out with family, friends, couples, non-couples, whoever, people have been married a couple times and you're always reminded of the relationship status that you're in. And I think that that's normal, right? So I wanna say that again. It's very normal to be single and it's very normal to have feelings related to being single. Now, for some people, those feelings are positive, and for others, those can become negative. And overly negative feelings, thoughts, and anger can become bitterness, okay? And so even if you know others are alone, it still leaves many of us feeling well alone it's just the realness. Now, before we get into bitterness, because I want to make sure that we understand exactly what that means. I'm going to read the definition of bitterness and bitter itself is angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experiences or a sense of unjust treatment. So the key word there being the unjust treatment I think it's safe to say that many of us have been in situations where we felt that we were treated badly in relationships. And so whenever we see all these people in relationships, be it on social media, be it, you know, frolicking in the flowers on campus somewhere at your job or just walking around in the world, it can make you hypersensitive as a single And it can continue to weigh on you and weigh on your heart, weigh on your thoughts. And really that anger sets in. And it's not that you're angry at any one person or or any one thing. And I think someone that I read put it clearly for me is that it's not always jealousy. It's maybe just reflecting or having to reflect on your past what actions of yours have gotten you here, and maybe what actions of others have also had an impact on your behaviors to get you to this place. And being single again is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that around this time and around the new year and around all of these wonderful holidays, it can heighten your you know, sensitiveness to recognizing those feelings. So y'all, I came across an article by Aya Senzeras. I think it's how you say it. And I've placed a link to this in the show notes. Uh, She's a freelance lifestyle writer and editor. And she wrote something titled, How to Keep Yourself from Turning into the Bitter Single Girl. And I feel like this can really apply to girl, boy, man, woman. And I really loved some of the topics she talked about in relation to us feeling more negative about being single. And I'm gonna use it to frame my podcast today. I'm gonna mix it up with some ways that we can start to heal this sore spot so we can set sail into singleness before we relish in a full relationship. So this first one, I feel totally compelled to say, not just because I'm a psychologist, but because this process can really help you in reflection itself. So what we do is we fail to seek treatment and help for previous trauma and remnants of old relationships. So what we do is we fail to face our demons and decide that all the problems are with the world instead of doing a self-review and seeking professional help when needed. So one of the things that we like to avoid too is reflection. Reflection a lot of times makes us face what we did in this situation and how things could have been better because it takes two to tango. And so we also cannot just be bitter or angry in one party or at one party. It's natural to have that feeling after, you know, something has ended, especially if it was a more traumatic situation. But at some point we have to hold ourselves accountable for our part in the situation. And a lot of times therapy really helps to lead us to that place so that we can start to work on that. So how we fix it is start to think about what you can gain from talking about your issues with someone objective. Perhaps you'll get a better perspective on your life, your choices, and how to be an even better you. Overall, that's what you want. And perhaps you can talk through your issues more specifically with yourself and how that factors into being found by a good mate. So this could also help you sort out your dating history and how to move past the good and the bad. And sometimes, like I said, about processing the things that you may have done. Let's also talk about the positives, you know, because sometimes when I say processing or analyzing, sometimes we think it has to be something negative. But it might have been the positives you added to a relationship, the positive that other person added, because Even if you were with them for an amount of time, at some point, you must have had some positive thoughts and feelings towards them. So a good way to let go of bitterness is really seeking that treatment and that help to reflect on all points of the relationship and find out what you can do to move beyond this point and be a better you. Now, the next one is not exactly horrible all the time. And I love talking to you with my friends. Now, I love to tell about the dates that I've been on in the past that haven't been that great. I can talk about all the times that have been ridiculous, that have been crazy, that have been up and ups and downs, but You know, sometimes it comes to a point where we have to watch what we're speaking into the universe. So what we do is we always swap the worst stories about bad dates and experiences. And while we don't like to feel alone in bad dating, sometimes it becomes a part of us when we only dwell on the negatives. So before you know it, you'll feel bad about dating overall. So you have to watch that. You have to watch exactly what you're speaking out, what you're putting out, what energy you're putting out, because what you might be doing is walking around looking like Bitter Susie, okay? So you might be going on these dates and what you don't realize is your energy is causing them to go wrong because you're already going into it with a negative spirit, a negative heart, a heavy load. You might also be causing that date to go badly, And because you've already had some negative experiences, you might be bringing those along for the ride and you don't want to do that. So some of the things we can do to fix that is while it's nice to swap stories and learn how to have, you know, learn about all these different things and the bad dates that's happened and maybe try to do some quick fixing here and there, appreciate them for what they are and move on. I have some of the bombest stories about dating. I have friends that have amazing stories about dating. I have heard some clients talk about some crazy things about dating. However, you take those, you giggle, and you say, you know, this don't have to be my forever. This don't have to be always. And it doesn't. You know, sometimes these stories help to make you stronger, help to build some character, and also give you something to chuckle at. You know, it it these bad situations, sometimes we may be adding to some of these situations that have occurred. Of course, if, if it's traumatic, I am not blaming or shaming anyone that has been through anything traumatic. I'm just saying I think it's fun for us to look back at them, but to also not dwell in that place so that we are able to move forward uh, eloquently and also confidently. Um, And I know it's easier said than done, but it takes practice. And I really started to realize that in life period, that what I speak into existence, much of that happens to me. So I had to stop that. And I had to make moves when someone, you know, when it wasn't for me, I had to make decisions in those relationships. If I had two bad dates, then maybe I should have not gone on the second date if the first one was horrible. I'm not talking awkward. I'm not talking weird. I'm talking about absolutely bad. And I had to learn from those situations. So another thing is don't sit and further investigate all the negatives or dwell on those things. Take the punch and live to fight another date. You hear me? That was cute, right? (laughs) Live to fight another date. Not another day. Well, another day too. But basically, all I'm saying there is to take a lick and keep on ticking, keep it moving, keep it rolling. And yes, like I said, I said therapy was first so that you can reflect on those things. I can remember a time just reflecting on that and, and helping others to reflect on those things and moving on from it so that we didn't stay in that place. The next thing is we don't simplify our dating habits. (laughs) We just don't. We got to be doing the most when it comes to dating. So some of us go way, (laughs) way too far or go on way too many suggested dates with different people, with people who trying to hook us up with folks or like 25 different dating apps we own. Like you cannot even make good choices or decisions because you're so overwhelmed with the choices and decisions that Are coming your way. And so (laughs) one of the things my mother used to tell me back in the day with dating is don't always go out with everybody somebody trying to hook you up with because you have to question why has nobody in this group gotten with this person if they're such a wonderful and amazing person. And let's say Those people aren't married, they're single or whatever. And yes, sometimes it happens that a friend has a great person for you. I've seen it happen. I've seen these relationships do well, but I've also seen them go horribly bad, which causes a rift in relationships and friendships beyond that dating relationship. And so you have to watch it. And so even with that, just be, you know, use some discretion. Also know what you're getting yourself into. Do a little bit of research about the people you're going to hang out with because you don't want to overexpresent yourself to negative situations that can cause you to be more negative. So even more so, how do we fix that? Is while it seems fun to do, jumping at every opportunity to date may actually wear you down. <laughs> it can make you really tiring. I mean, dating in itself can seem like a freaking job. It really can. So letting everyone and everything into your space might be hard on you and it may help It may help in that demanding feeling that's negative and bearing down on you. Um, So set your own pace and maybe only join one site at a time. And remember, you don't want to rush forever. So you don't want to rush to meet all these 25 different dating site people and rush to something that might not be working well for you. You want time to really sit back, take it in, think about it, and think about who you want to spend your time with. The next thing I think many of us can admit to seeing often and what we do is we refuse to accept and operate in being single. So instead of focusing on what we can do while single, we choose to focus on what we can't. And this can have an instant negative effect on us. And I, I know that that can be hard at times to think about, well, well, I can't go to that party and I can't do this and I can't have holiday pictures and I can't have, you know, a family picture on the ground and I can't do this and do that. And yes, while that might be true right now. I've always been told to thank my lucky stars for who I am right now. And I tell other people that too. And I think that's a part of mindfulness, being happy where you are right now so that you can appreciate whatever is to come. It's really hard to appreciate what could come if you're very much bitter or stuck in the past or can't even focus on what's happening right now, which is you are single, face it it's okay it's okay to operate in that and not have to operate in a land that doesn't yet exist and so how we can fix it is some of us choose to focus on not having a movie date no one to cook with or no one to travel with all the time it wasn't until i started appreciating all the things that i could do alone and appreciating my own company that i was really and truly loving every part of me and and really enjoying that i learned that was what was best for me and and what was going to be best for me. And the movies and shows that I like, I took joy in knowing that I could even turn on my own TV. And I share that with other people, take joy in that. And I learned how to be comfortable by myself. So we should definitely focus more on turning the channel on what you want and and not having to compromise on what you want to eat or cook or where you want to go or Doing things that you can do while you have the time. So without you looking, this might lead you right into the company of the right person. Because the more and more you expose yourself to new opportunities, new experiences, especially alone... It's absolutely fun. And alone doesn't mean you're lonely. You know, sometimes you'll find yourself being more confident in those situations and also finding more confidence in being in yourself. And what's even more crazy is when you find that it's absolutely fun to hang out with you, to entertain you and know what that looks like. I hope y'all are enjoying this episode and I hope that we're feeling a bit less bitter and bothered. I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick break and I'll be right back after this message. Y'all, we are back right after this break and I am gonna go ahead and dive right in with the next thing we fail to do. So what we don't do is we don't practice telling ourselves that we will find love and that we are worthy of it. We choose to focus on failed date after failed date and instead of facing the fact that not everyone is going to be for us, but that we can and we will be found by the right one instead. So sometimes what ends up happening is instead of focusing on the fact that maybe this date wasn't so good or it was just lukewarm because maybe that's not the person for you. And that's okay. And that's okay too. Everyone in this world can't be for you. And that's even with friendship. Heck, that's even with some family. So you got to know that In this dating game, it's no different. There's different personalities. There's different life experiences. There's different wants, desires, needs. There's different everything that separates us and makes us different. And there's different everything that brings us together and makes us want to be more intimate. So those are the things that we have to consider. Now, how do we fix that? We have to speak that into existence. We have to speak life over ourselves and to ourselves. Say what you want and what you're worthy of. You get what you position yourself for. If you're down, slumped over, low on confidence and super unsettled about your future, how can you expect anyone else to want to invest in that? That would be a faulty move for someone else. So you have to remember that your thought process can definitely impact the way another person is even feeling about you. So you might even be on a date with someone that's excellent for you, but because of the deep-seated negativity or the bitterness, you could be turning them off. And so the faster we start to let that go in a healthy manner and deal with what's causing that and why we don't think we're worthy the faster we can become even more worthy and more worthy of love from ourselves first in order to be that much more loved by others as well. The next one is a big one as well. I guess they all big ones because I feel like I've said that (laughs) every time. (laughs) But what we do is we fail to use this time that we have now as singles to truly understand deal breakers, needs, desires, and red flags. What we don't seem to use our single time for is to know what's important to us and what to stay away from. Instead, some of us come off so thirsty at the first sight of attention that we tune out our negative thoughts and the things that really protect us. What we want, who we want, how we want that, and what we want from a relationship. So we get so caught up in just wanting the relationship that we don't even get the chance to think past that point. So how we fix that is to stop. (laughs) It's okay to figure out what works for you in the meantime. You don't have to accept the worst of everyone or settle just because you're lonely. Also, stay away from too much criticism about those deal breakers, because a lot of times what happens is we have other people that don't set up standards for themselves at all, whether high or low. But then if they hear any of the standards that we have, they become too much. And that's because a lot of people aren't used to setting standards. They're not even setting them across their lives. They're not even setting boundaries across their lives. So you can't expect them to understand and respect yours. Also, people will tell you to accept a lot of stuff just so you're close to being even slightly as miserable as they are with their own choices. So this could give you a chance to be choosy with your time and what people you choose to spend your time with or what special person you eventually choose to spend your time with. Keep that in mind. The next thing is, or what we do, We worry about why we are single all the doggone time and we fail to let fate and God do the work. So you guys were absolutely right with that. A lot of times we are focused so heavily on why we're single, the whys, what we could be doing that's much better to make us better for someone else, not for ourselves, but for someone else. So even when you have handled your business and you truly have self-esteem, dealt with your demons and your trauma, went to church, read all the self-help books... You will still have some issues getting with the one as quickly as you think you should. So we tend to only focus on that, the time, what could be wrong with us. And if we're too strong or how strong we are, why are we so independent or why are we so not focused on a relationship or what's wrong with us? We tend to dwell on all of those things. So how do we fix that? While I feel you should review your issues and know about your attitudes or review what could be turning people off periodically or sometimes, it's also a good idea to understand that sometimes things are just the way that they are in the present and they may be working to your benefit or to your betterment. So when you try to change everything, is someone really going to love you for who you are or the person you're becoming or acting like you're becoming? Or are you just learning to please others? And we know about the people-pleasing syndrome. Now, I'm going to talk more about that. But pleasing others doesn't often lead to pleasing yourself. While you can be kind to others and while you can be gentle and while in a relationship you can make some compromises, you still have to make sure you remain true, or remain true to who you are. So last but certainly not least of things that we do. I just thought that these were the top ones. What we do is we fail to make important life changes with the single time that we have and fail to see the joy in even those little things and small growths. So instead of seeing the time available to us to switch careers, take up a hobby, start a hustle, you know I love a good hustle, uh, move to a new city or enjoying the life that we have right now, we only see our right now instead of enlarging our territory and building a strong foundation. And it's up to us to really think heavily about that. What's beyond here? And I was always taught and told that you should live your life as it as if it is right now. And what that means is while you can be preparing yourself to be a better mate for someone, while you can be continually growing, changing, thriving you can be doing that for yourself right now because it makes your situation better right now, not just because of the probability of someone coming in. So one of the things there that we can do to fix that is do something that will make you better with the time you have. I know when I'm married with the family one day, I won't have all that me time. I have a lot of me time. (laughs) So I savor the flavor. And I am also wise with the time that I have now. All my side hustles I've created when I was single or while I've been single. I could focus and set a schedule and go as hard as I wanted. I envision my family and having the most of me. I envision them being able to be around me, to be surrounded by me because I've done a lot of the work before if they were even a factor in my life. So I also see that I want to go after my family and my life with the same tenacity that I've gone after my own gone after for my own life to be more strong to be more self-reliant but also to learn how to uh, share spaces and furthermore using this time wisely to ask couples that are in relationships that are seemingly healthy What are some things you could be doing? What are some things they wish they had have done before being in a strongly committed and married relationship or in a good, you know, just a healthy relationship overall? What did they do for even preparing themselves to date with a purpose or to just date? How did they do that? And I love hearing the wisdom of others, no matter how old, because everyone has a story. They have a walk. And we can spend some of this time that we have hearing some of those stories. And a lot of those people love telling those stories. So think about possibly enriching yourself, not only just your skill set, but also hear some storytelling. Get some advice. Get some thoughts. And, and, and if you don't like advice, at least listen to the stories. And see how they might apply to you. And also find that maybe there's not as much new under the sun as you believed. And maybe you can learn some things from those around you that have had successful relationships and even ups and the downs. So y'all, that's all for today. And I again want to thank you guys for chiming in on this topic. And also giving me some of your background, your history, your thought processes. And I saw that many of you all told me about the differences in bitterness and not mixing it in with other ideals. And I did that for the purpose of the fact that many times when I hear people mentioning singles, a lot of times that word bitter comes in, that they're bitter or they're jealous or they have issues with others who are in relationships. And I think what we found here is that it's not all about that. It's not all about what they see and what they're comparing themselves to. Yes, that could be an element However, a lot of times it has to do with issues of self and trying to figure out self and figuring out what I'm doing wrong and what I could be doing better. And why is it that others around me get those things and I'm not. And so it may be less of a situation where we are considering even the The position of others and more the position of ourselves and and realizing that maybe there are some changes we need to make, or maybe we just need to be more patient. So stay tuned for more y'all. I'm I'm so happy y'all came and hung out with me today and make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you subscribe to my other platforms, my YouTube, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I want you to subscribe here so that you know when I post my next episode. And make sure you sign up for my free e-newsletter at DrNinaEllisHervey.com. It's the free eight-day supernatural video program. Did y'all hear me? It's free 99, and it's amazing ways to teach you to have a better lifestyle. I'm talking about living more than your best life, okay? So you can also find me on all, as I said, Platforms, social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll or Dr. Nina. Make sure that you leave your comments or make sure that you also rate the podcast. I know that you can do that within Apple as well. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you guys will tune in for the next episode. See you later. Dr. Nina signing out. Peace.